0: What up, peoples? Thank you for listening to Cheryl Talk. It has been quite some time since I've podcasted. I will not get into the reasons why. I'll just get to my topic for today. Today I want to talk about uh our um continual rationale for minimizing trauma. Um we all know, and there's no mystery to the demographics of those most likely impacted by trauma, those chronically and systematically impacted by trauma, it's people of color, it's typically women, and it's typically children. So you can Google and read all those statistics. I won't bore you with that. Um, I want to talk to you about um, the impact of trauma and how we have just become desensitized to it And we're just too accepting and we minimize the impact and I'm particularly concerned about the impact it has on children and then children who grow up to become adults who in turn uh, do the same thing over uh, because there's a saying, hurt people, hurt people. And if we don't stop minimizing the trauma and do something around protecting ourselves, and the people that we love from trauma, it'll just continue to repeat itself. So there's a study, uh, it's called the uh, ACEs questionnaire, find your ACE score. And ACE stands for adverse childhood experience. And the theory behind this, and there's actually, it's not just a theory, there's a lot of research behind it. The higher your ACE score the more likely you are to have mental health problems, physical health problems, uh, the more likely it is for you to struggle with addictions, the more likely it is that you yourself will abuse others, the more likely you could become you know a victim or p- perpetuate crime um, It's just a lot of negative things that come along with being exposed to Traumatic childhood experiences, and it's no mystery. Uh, the health piece goes along with smoking and drinking, and uh, being exposed to more violence as an adult. Uh, your lifespan gets cut significantly, significantly as a result of being exposed to so much trauma. So the study is available, um, you know, online. Dr. Nadine Burke Harris does a Ted talk about it and how she incorporated, uh, ACEs into her pediatric practice and changed how she cared for her, uh, children, uh, the patients she saw and their families. So the ACEs questions, there's 10 questions and you, it's very easy to, to tally up the score, it's not so easy to take. Um, Just be prepared that if you've experienced trauma or you know people who have experienced trauma, it could be re-triggering for you. So I wouldn't take the ACEs score necessarily at work or, you know, with coworkers or just uh, before you're getting ready to maybe go to a meeting or have, you know, a big presentation. I would take the ACEs questionnaire when you've got some time to process it and think about it because it can... Kind of knock you off your feet when you think about the things that you've been experienced, that you've experienced, you've been exposed to, as well as people that you know and care about. So the first question is, uh, and this is all based upon why you were growing up during your first 18 years of life. So the first question is, did a parent or other adult in your household often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you, or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? Now, for some of you, you might say, if you were a child in the 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s or 90s, or just any child, depending on your family background, you might say, H, yes, absolutely, every day of my life. Now, although our pa- my mother did threaten to like, t- take me out, um, I knew that she wouldn't because I knew that she you know, loved me and cared about me. Some people... They were physically threatened and hurt to a point where they actually thought they might not make it. So you have to put your appropriate lens on when you take this questionnaire and really think about the questions. Question two, did a parent or other adult in the household often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? Again, a lot of us could say yes. Uh, which gives you another point. And some people would say no, or some people would say, well, that depends. I mean, yes, I did get spanked. Yes, I did get slapped. Yes, she did throw a skillet at me. Uh, Yes, I did get a, a whooping with a belt and it left marks. However, I knew that my parents loved me and cared about me and I wasn't worried about my life. So, you know, you answer the best way that you feel reflects your childhood. Number 3, did an adult or person at least 5 years or older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or try to actually have um any type of sexual uh contact or context or relationship with you. Now that one to me is pretty cut and dry. That's not about whether someone loves you or not. That's just outright abuse. Number 4, Did you often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other or support each other? Again, I think that one is more clear cut of a yes or no. Did you often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes or had no one to protect you or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you, or take you to the doctor if you needed it. Now that one, I feel like is very cut and dry, but someone else might say, "Yes, those things happened to me." However, you know, my parents struggled with addiction, and so they did the best that they could. <clears throat> we didn't often have enough to eat. We didn't often have clean clothes because. That's just what it was. And they still love me. So take that with a grain of salt. Number six, were your parents ever separated or divorced? That's pretty cut and dry. Yes, they were or no, they weren't. And you might say, yeah, they were, but it didn't have an impact on me. You may feel that way. I would caution you to think about that, you know, more analytically and kind of step back and think how the divorce or separation may have really impacted you and how it affected your life as a kid and led over into being adult. Just something to think about. Was your mother or stepmother often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her? Or sometimes or often kicked, hit and bit, hit with a fist or hit with something hard, or ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or knife? Now, this to me is another one that's pretty black and white. Was the female in your household, mother or stepmother, beaten you know uh threatened life threatened yes or no, that's pretty significant. This is another one where we say people fight, people have arguments, yes, we do. however, if there is an unbalanced influence of power where someone else is constantly being physically And verbally abused and assaulted, I don't think that's an argument. I think that's someone being abused. And it can really have a profound negative impact on those witnessing it, not just the people that it's happening to, but those around. Number eight, did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker, alcoholic, or who used drugs? Yes or no? And some people again will say, well, yeah, who didn't? Who didn't have an uncle or a parent? Or, sibling, or someone, uh, a cousin that lived with us who wasn't, you know, strung out on drugs or using drugs or had a problem with alcohol, was still able to go to work, not a big deal. Again, we minimize the impact that addiction and violence can have on us uh, as individuals, as well as the people around us. And I want you to just think how living with that ongoing addiction. Uh, around you, or around somebody that you loved, how that could have really impacted them and impacted them long-term and in a very negative way. Number nine, was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide? Yes or no. You may say, yes, it didn't have an effect on me. Well, sometimes when we live with something long enough, we become accustomed to it. And what happens? We become desensitized. It becomes second nature and we just cope with it. And we don't think it's a problem. We don't want it to be a problem. It's the elephant in the room. And we put, put something over the elephant and we just work around it. Again, think about this, how it could have impacted you. Uh, maybe it impacted siblings more than it impacted you because they didn't have the level of coping skills and self self self-regulation that you do. So just think about that. Uh, when you look at this question and think about your family and growing up or think about maybe somebody close to you and their family and what they might have gone through and how this might have impacted them. Did a household member (coughs) go to prison? Yes or no. That's pretty cut and dry. Did they? Did they not? Some people would say, "Well, who doesn't have a relative or someone who lived with you or a close family friend, maybe or whatever um, that didn't go to prison?" And you might say, "Well, was it the local, like county justice system, or was it like upstate? Was it, uh, you know, just a state crime? Was it a federal crime?" I'm not gonna, you know, split hairs did they go to prison or did they not depending on wh- the what the crime was and how long they were sentenced you might say yeah my dad had a DUI and he went to jail for like 7 days and he got out and he never went to jail again so i don't feel like that impacted me someone else may say my mother was in and out of jail the whole time you know i was growing up you know 3 years home uh for a year back in jail for 4 years back home gone for 7 years by that time, you know, you're pretty much an adult and you're like, she was never there so it didn't impact me. Don't underestimate the impact of not having a significant person in your life like a parent or someone that you're really close to and uh, you know, an aunt or uncle or a cousin be sent away for a very long time. And if you go visit, you already know What I'm leading to, the trauma that they're experiencing and you thinking about that trauma and the impact that it could have on you thinking about your loved one being in a very traumatic environment every day. Um, If you think that being in prison is not traumatic, you need to watch the uh, Khalif Browder story on Netflix. It will literally crush and break your heart. And you will never think about being incarcerated and trauma and violence the same way again. It's a, actually a series on Netflix. Um, I think something like seven or eight episodes. It might be even more. And it talks about how he was wrongly imprisoned on Rikers and stayed in there for quite some time, like, you know, a year plus. And when he finally got out, because he should have never been in there, He wasn't able to cope and manage himself and manage, you you know, the trauma that he experienced. And he ended up taking his own life because he just could not escape those nightmares, the horror, um, the damage it did to his brain, and his thinking. And the sadness was just too overwhelming. And he eventually succumbed to it. So um, don't underestimate. Trauma and what it can do to you, and what it can do to you know the people that we love. So, when we think about trauma in children and adolescents, um, which is the population that I primarily work with as a social worker, we see the evidence of this in school settings, um, we see it in the community, we see it in social settings. And the go to is what's wrong with that kid? It's not what's wrong with that kid. If you see a kid acting out, and just seems to be a very troubled little soul, we should be saying, what happened to that kid? What happened to that baby? What's going on? In the next podcast, I will go into more detail about how to recognize complex trauma in children and adolescents and how to pick up on some of these signs and cues to let you know This is a little person who probably has experienced some significant and likely chronic trauma in their life and what we can do to combat that and to minimize that impact on them going forward and to help support them and build resilience in their life. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for your support. Um, I thank you for your feedback as well about the podcast. And until the next time, I want you to laugh more. Love deeply and live the life that you want to have. I love you to life. Bye.